Hi, this is Polly with another episode of Conversations with Psychics, podcasts to help us find out what psychics do, how they do it and why. Join me in discovering that they are everyday people who do extraordinary things. Hi guys, in this episode, Jeffrey Bates, psychic, medium and meditation teacher, tells us about meditation. Hang on to your hats, frankly, because it turns out meditation is not hard and yet takes you to the soul level and even beyond to freedom. In the episode, I refer to downstairs, and that's because I'd just taken one of Jeffrey's lunchtime sessions at the College of Psychic Studies. Anywho, over to you, Jeffrey. Hit us up with meditation. When you mention meditation to most people, and, and you ask people what meditation's about, the first thing that most people tend to say is, Meditation is, I need to still my mind, that people also think that you need to apply a lot of discipline. Because there are a lot of structured meditations. There's the Buddhist, the counting. Those things do serve a purpose because they do bring a little bit of discipline and focus into it. My approach to meditation is a much simpler one and I think a much more open uh, way of meditation too. Just, just sit quietly and observe your breath too because what you do then, you let everything else go and the breath will calm you because when the, once the breath starts slowing down because when you're agitated you, you know one tends to not always hyperventilate you but one tends to breathe more rapidly connecting to breath and sitting with the breath is lovely because it's very centering and it does ground you and also it kind of brings you into the moment because it's the most as I said it's the most fundamental thing that we do is breathing although we're not always consciously aware of it. So if you sat just quietly and just just breathe, but also sit with your whatever's going on in your mind as well. Because I don't think trying to banish things is, is going to help very much. Because even, even if you were slightly agitated, it's just sit with your breath and maybe just focus on what's going on, your agitation in a sense, to, and just kind of see what it's all about. And then... In a way, I always think it's letting things maybe play out a little and come to understand too. What do you mean, Nico? Say that again. About playing out. Yeah. Yeah, because in a sense, I would imagine most of the agitation would be thoughts in your mind, thoughts that are kind of just going on and on and on. But you know, just sit and maybe sit for three minutes and just purely observe your thoughts and then afterwards maybe make a note. What, what, did I, what was I thinking about? You know, how was that affecting me? You don't have to be in a certain way. Just learn to be with yourself too, because what we do learn in meditation is to get to know ourselves better too, because we're not always, uh, we don't know our inner world so much too, because, you know, we, 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 we're all very outwardly focused too. But sometimes when you sit quietly and, and say, turn inward, there's a whole world to, to get to know and to see what's going on inside. What comes out of the observation and the, and the learning and being with yourself, you get to know who you are. And, and the fact that if you sit quietly and observe your thoughts, it also does give you an opportunity to go, well, I'm not my thoughts. If I'm, if I'm able to observe my thoughts, then I'm not my thoughts. Downstairs, I had a, um, uh, a real sense of the person that I really am 
has genuine compassion. And I, for the first time ever, I understood what the Dalai Lama always talks about. And I thought it's a very sensible person who thinks mm. of the other person and makes the right decision. Mm. And wouldn't it be great to be that? Is that the same when you meditate? Is that the same for everybody, or is that just something that I personally happen to experience? When you, I know, yes. when you say we get to know ourselves, do yes. we get to know our individual selves, yes. or, or do we get to get know a a sort of universal truth about ourselves? I I I think there are some things that what, what, that I would call universal truths yeah. about, but it would always be very. It needs to be very personal. It needs. So if somebody suddenly becomes aware of their compassion, it needs to be personal because it's not something objective. Because if you don't feel it subjectively, there's going to be no understanding. There's no grasping of it. Compassion is a really big word, and yes. what the way that I personally experienced it was being kinder to, say, family members, mm. whereas that would be totally irrelevant to you because they're not your family. So True. <laughs> yeah, but also but the fact that the way you understood it, the way you kind of thought, oh, yes, I could be kinder. That means it's meaningful to you, yeah. as opposed to somebody saying to you, "Oh yes, you should be more compassionate." Okay, and I think I think when the feeling arises within you, I think it's a wonderful thing. And often in meditation, can take people really deep, really go right into the center, and almost go into your soul self too, because that part of us will always guide us towards wholeness and healing. I also think it's interesting too when I say your deeper sense of self. It's, it's almost like something we begin to sense, but it's not anything that you can always... It's not always that distinctive. I think it's a freer sense of being, too. Well, because when you again downstairs, I, mm. I, I went into a very nice absence of self. Yes. And then I thought, well, is there another place that you go to where you start to really sense yourself? Yeah, but I think the absence of self, that was wonderful too because that was going into this stillness and emptiness because everything is, nothing is real, really. Thoughts are not real. Feelings are, I mean, they're real in the sense that that's the way we make sense of the world, but a thought is not a real thing. But because people nowadays are so thought-based too, people really... And, and, and as the ego is constructed by thought and the way you're brought up and, you know, somebody tells you you've never been any good, you come to believe it too. But when, you, when in meditation you're able to go into that deeper self, we be able to move past it. But what also happens in meditation too is when people go deeper into the stillness and then go down, we, we, we drop below our thoughts. We, we even drop below our feelings. But there's a part of ourselves called the observer and that is the observer of everything it's people it's like it's almost like a catch-22 how can I be aware of the part of me that's an observer when that part is observing everything but it can happen but that part of ourselves that observes everything is neutral it just notices it doesn't judge it doesn't do anything we make sense of everything through our thoughts and our feelings so when you go into your stillness and be able to go into that lovely quiet place too. that's when we have a chance just to observe be and when you said lose that sense of self that's the artificial self that you lose a sense of the everyday self 
and, you, and in a way, it's kind of just open and neutral, that deeper sense of self too. So meditation always gets, or the implication is that meditation is kind of a nice to have, but actually it's actually an essential. And it would be very important for people who've been, say, damaged yes. and being told that, you know, they were useless and worthless and stuff like that, because... In a way, this is the only way that you can get them to. Really I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, people like that. Obviously, I mean, uh, you know, therapy and counselling would, would would build, but that ability sometimes just to go into the quietness and to sit in your own, just sit quietly with yourself, because you will get to the point where there is a non-judgmental observer. Yes. Who is not saying you're a bad person. <laughs> and it's, a, it's almost like you said about losing a sense of, of self in a way. To, it was just this beautiful neutral place in which you can just chill out and let go and find peace. The voice of our intuition and the voice of our soul is very quiet. It's a very quiet little voice. You're only going to really hear it when you're quiet to because they're not just crazy and they just I, I need to do this I want to do this all this kind of stuff you know, just stop sit quietly just breathe and just say at this moment in time I don't know what to do sit quietly just connect to yourself listen because everything we ever need is here people can often show us the way when you find the stuff outside yourself things can get taken away from you especially, you know, connection with other people too. But everything we ever need to know, we already have within ourselves. And it's that wonderful ability. You know, in the East, people are brought up with meditation. So it's a natural... In the West, we're not. I know in America, they've started doing some skills and stuff. And, and the, the difference in the student... I saw a video on Facebook the other day with little ones. They must have been about two years or three years old, sitting there, although they were shifting about a bit. But they were quiet. No need to be quiet. It's lovely. That actually reminds me, what is the difference between meditation and mindfulness? Well, mindfulness is being mindful to be present in your life, too. Because we're not always present in the now. We're half-connected. All the stuff in the past, we're worried about the future. I mean, you can't be mindful all the time. But you, but it can, you can develop a sense of awareness of being present. There may be stuff going on in your life, a lot of agitation, but you can actually choose a moment when you're sitting quietly in a park or at home and, and just say to myself, in this moment of time, okay, there's stuff there, but for this moment, let me just be where I am now. And that's where it starts to sound like meditation. Because if I go, or is the point that to get into meditation, you have to start with a form of mindfulness? Because you have to come into the present to meditate. But meditate... No, like... I think you, you have to slowly allow yourself to come into mindfulness. It's a way of becoming that you are... I mean, I sometimes practice mindfulness at home as when I go to make a cup of tea. Oh. I, will, I will literally stay in awareness that I'm, okay, there I am, I'm picking up the kettle, I'm staying focused, 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 I'm going to the tap, turning on the tap, staying focused, 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 once it's full, kind of take, going back, staying in the moment, putting it down, watching it boil, preparing the... In a sense, practice that too, 
I mean, okay, that's that that's an extreme way of doing something to be, but it does set into motion because I find once you practice a lot of that, when I go walking down the street, I observe every. I look around me. I look at people. I look at the sky. I look at trees. Just being there, present, and just okay. So the mind often goes or often you and all the chatter, chatter, chatter. But but what I also learned to do to practice was to walk and keep my mouth like this, right. sealing my lips, because then I can't. There's no muttering, because when you when, when your tongue moves, your it it activates your brain. That was brilliant when he said that downstairs. I thought, oh my god, that's so true. If you're very agitated one day, just fo focus on your tongue and relax your tongue. The quieter your tongue becomes the quieter your mind will become. It's hard, a little bit, because the, uh, the brain wants to... <laughs> but the more I did it, the more relaxed I became, and I really was mindful of my journey home, observing everything around me, even even my, even my each step to keeping the mouth pursed, like that. Because I stopped chattering. And is that being sitting in the present, what we'd call mindfulness. And is that different? I think it's different. Well, I, well, I mean, I... I think, I think what I'm trying to get at is, um, you know, say if I was asked, um, oh, you could do mindfulness or you could do meditation. Yeah, well, I, I think... Because I, I think from what, you're, what we've just done and what you're saying is that my, the, 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 what do you call it, the destination in meditation. There's no, there shouldn't be a destination. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, the objective yes. is to get in touch with yourself, which is actually an absence of self. Yeah, but even that's creating an agenda. Because what I'm trying to get at is what we've had recently is why are people sort of so hot on mindfulness and maybe find find meditation they think mindfulness is an easy version of meditation but i think what i'm trying to say is they're not the same thing are they? The, i think mindfulness can be practiced as a discipline yeah and i think by using mindfulness as opposed to meditation is was just creating more issues yeah what i want to ask you is what if I was new to, if I'd never done any meditation, what would be the one benefit that I could get from it? In one word. Peace and quiet. Maybe. Relaxation. Right. So it would be ideal for anybody who was obviously stressed. Yes. Okay. And then my next question is, is it something that you can dip into when you're very stressed, say, and you can just dip into it and just do, say, a three-minute meditation in, in the bathroom and then go back into the office. I think that the most simple way to do that would be to sit quietly and just focus on your breathing. And say to people, if you, if, you, if you went into a park one day and said to yourself, I'm going to go and sit in a park and I'm going to meditate, you'd probably sit at a bench going, sitting there thinking, oh God, there's a lot of noise here, what are all these people doing this, that and the other. But what happens if you, go, if you say to yourself, I'm just going to sit in the park for an hour and sit on a bench and daydream 
and just get lost in your thoughts and just observe and watch everything going on around you. I think that would serve, that would be more of a meditation too because you just would be letting go, relaxing and, and I don't need to attain anything and or sit with a glass of wine in your hand, just to unwind. And, and in a sense, I feel that would be much more beneficial. I also think if you really want to learn meditation, there's some very basic skills that would help you, like posture. I think it's alignment, relaxation, and resilience are the three words too. Because if you create a, a meditative posture so that you that you're comfortable but not collapse. Because really what, what you need to do is to allow your body to fall into gravity but to try and remain as tall as possible to, because that, the resilience that comes in that allows you to uh, sit for a long time because you're comfortable. And also, I mean, all the years I've practiced, I find it very easy to sit still now. And in the beginning it's difficult because one tends to fidget, but I mean, it doesn't mean to say you can't, but I think you should also make a commitment and practice maybe begin with saying to myself, okay, I'm going to sit still for 10 minutes. Try and sit as still as I can and then observe what it feels like to sit still. Let it be what it is. You have to get used to sitting. If you're going to sit there and say to myself, okay, I'm going to meditate and I'm going to sit quietly with my... You have to get used to the fact that when I sit quietly and maybe close my eyes and focus on my breathing, just sit there and notice what it feels like. You're not used to it. It might feel odd. I think the most important thing for people, you have to love and want to do meditation. And so, in a way, you need to um, ask yourself why why you want to meditate or why you meditate or why do you want to learn to meditate because if you do that <clears throat> and you can clarify your thoughts because I often say to people I ask people like uh, what do you love to do and people say well I love to garden I love to cook and things like that too and then I say well when you do garden and when you cook you don't even have to think twice about that because it's just something you love to do and I, and I feel that's the same thing that you need to cultivate for meditation a real love for meditation too